decisions, great out visits, great job not letting the best player beat you. This one crushed out to right field. pick of the 2023 MLB draft, the Detroit Tigers select Kevin McGonigal, a shortstop from Monsignor Bonner High School, Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers, swing and a drive, left field, it's deep, it's going, yes! and it is gone! Yes! yes! It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top! Are you kidding me? Oh, his 10th career home run of the postseason. And he may never hit a bigger one. What is up, Delaware County? And welcome back to another episode of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi. I am joined in studio for the first time in uh, about two weeks by Ben Thorpe. Ben, what gave you the right to go to Penn State without me? Absolutely nothing, but I wanted to. I was... Yeah, college hockey in in state college is a lot of fun. Yeah, no, great time. Um, They got killed, but still a very fun time. Student section was electric. Um, Got the drink a little bit beforehand, you know. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's basically Beaver Stadium just kind of like compacted into like 8,000 people. It's it's loud in there. Yeah, it's like very similar vibes, I would say, to to, uh, Beaver Stadium. Just, again, much, much, much smaller. Well, uh, if you're a college sports fan, then you are in the right place for today because today is going to be the college baseball episode. Uh, you know, I can only speak for myself here, but uh, Ben, college baseball is the best time of my life, and I, I think you feel the same. Yeah, no, I'm 100% agree. That's most fun I've had. It's just like the ability to get as close as you can get to your teammates, like at least for me, like I was living with them too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, to be able to, you know, kind of like go through life with them in those four years, mm-hmm. you got... Way more games than you would in high school. You know, more trips, more stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, it's it's definitely something that we uh, we really appreciated, I think. Yeah, it's a bunch of dudes that you spent a pretty much, you know, four years nonstop with going through, like, trying to figure out how to do the thing they love at the highest level they've ever been at. And it's, it's a pretty cool, I don't know, it's just a really cool, like, unique experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to start off this show by kind of giving a quick little recap of how 2023 ended. Uh, this is the champion segment. So we're going to start off Division One college baseball. LSU won the College World Series. They went to Omaha and they took down Florida in uh, the College World Series final. Very bizarre series. They won game one, four to three in 11 innings. They lost game two, 24 to four. And then they won game three, 18 to four. And and that was one of those games where I didn't care who won. I just wanted drama. We didn't get any drama there. No, it was, I don't know, that, that kind of sucks. There was a series I was looking so like much forward to watching, and then you got a good game one, and then it was just blowouts. And I don't know. No one wants a blowout in a championship game, unless it's your team playing. But. Just just think about how many like future MLB players were in that matchup, and oh, that was yeah. the problem because they were just too good offensively <laughs> to, uh, you know, to keep things close. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Omaha field, there was LSU, Florida, Wake Forest, Stanford, Texas, Virginia, uh, which had Bryn Mawr native Justin Rubin on Sir? Virginia. TCU, Tennessee, and uh, the Cinderella story, Oral Roberts. 
Uh, they kind of took over the world. They were like the you know the team that everybody fell in love with. I think they ended up getting knocked out by TCU. I forget, but just like the fact that they were there just shows like you know baseball. I would say along with basketball, have the most parity in terms of like the 16th seed can beat the one seed anytime. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I think baseball is a game really at that level. You know, the top guys while they're all I maybe MLB guys are still at the college level aren't that much further ahead of, you know, an Oral Roberts or something like that. And if you go out and have a good day and they have a bad day, you got a shot. Yeah, and it all comes down to pitchers, uh, especially in the playoffs in college baseball. Like, any team can have a guy that's going to get drafted, and, you know, next thing you know, it's like Penn beating Auburn. Mm -hmm. You know, when Ryan Jomboski went out there, like, you know, he's a guy that has the ability to play the next level, and now he's out there against an Auburn team, and they're like, this is Penn. It's like, hey, all it takes is a good pitcher to beat you, you know? Um but, yeah, that was the, uh, I believe, seventh national championship for LSU. I'm not positive. I would argue that nobody has really, you know, dominated the, the NIL and the transfer portal like they have. Yeah. They got, you know, Tommy White had a huge year at NC State as a freshman. And, like, to put it bluntly, like, they bought him. And that's okay to say because you can do it now. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's um, with the NIL stuff, I mean, it is what it is, but it is basically just free agency every year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm bittersweet about it. I think that, you know, it has its flaws, but it has its perks. Like, the fact that, you know, athletes were never getting money was always stupid to begin with, yeah, and, every, and everybody knew that. Um, but it does start to feel like it's becoming a little bit more professional in the sense of, like, LSU's going to have the money every year. Their boosters will mm -hmm. support it. Like, the brand they have is always going to attract the best talent. And I feel bad for, like, the low- to mid-tier D1 coaches because if you have a – if you, you know – recruit and develop a superstar and he goes crazy someone's just going to take him yeah and i mean that's also why you see a lot of low to mid-tier teams using the transfer portal as much as they do now because you know you're losing guys like that yeah and you get the best d2 players you know yeah, and then yeah. the cycle continues um speaking of d2 we had uh, angelo state won a national championship they took down rollins uh, i have on my notes here millersville was in it as the one seed i believe i think mike costello former upper derby blue sock was on the team, but like he was a freshman. Yeah, he was so a freshman. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think anyone else from Delco was. I know. Shout out Tom Caulfield, uh, Millersville shortstop, mm -hmm. set the franchise franchise the program yeah. record. Sounds good. It still sounds cool uh, as a shortstop. Yeah. Um, and I think he ended up playing for like the Wild Things, but he went to Henderson. So yeah, he's yeah, he's a local guy. But uh, it feels like every other year Millersville or Westchester oh, is yeah, in it. Someone they, from the PSAC. They were on the PSAC East. Yeah. Uh, but Millersville was in it. They got knocked out by, uh, I got Cal State University San Bernardino on here, but Angelo State won a title. Uh, moving now to D3, we had a little more local representation. Uh, we had Lynchburg, Virginia took down Johns Hopkins. We had Isaiah Winokur from the Haverford School, and not technically Delco, but Jake Siani's been in the Delco League long enough yeah. that he was on that team, you know, playing the Interact at Penn Charter. Two brothers playing professional baseball <laughs> right now. Um, you're the D three D three guy here, so what do you got? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think Hopkins has been one of the best, even since when I was playing D three. They were they're always you know top ten like regional when they moved to a super regional, super regional World Series potential team, um, and you know they've never gotten over the hump. I thought this might have been the year, but again, like a really good Lynchburg team out of the ODAC, which is the ODAC's basically like. Eh, Close to like what you would imagine, like the SEC is like. There's 
Someone from is yeah, in the World they have, Series they have every like year. Yeah, four teams capable of winning it all every year. It's insane. But that it's I don't know. It was a matchup of two really good teams. I was actually following that a little bit. Um, yeah, I was I was following it for Jake. I wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. Hopkins like because my brother played at Swarthmore. He played soccer at Swarthmore, mm-hmm. and you know Hopkins is a school similar in a way to Swarthmore, where like there's guys that have that have Division One talent. But Johns Hopkins academics, especially if you want to go in the medical field, yeah. you know, their programs is incredible. So you got guys that could be playing D1 baseball, but they decide, let's, I'll play D3 and become a doctor, like work in that field. And, you know, it's just like, it's a huge advantage being able to have those yeah. academics so high. That it's such a, a sell to their players uh, to be able to go there. And I always laugh when people talk about Hopkins and they talk about like the field they play at and then they go to the World Series and still match homers everywhere. Yeah, that was, that field is. Small. Like, does it help? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but, like, yeah. they were still doing it after. Like, they still oh, have yeah, dudes no, everywhere. They got, they got dudes, but that definitely, like, helps the numbers a little yeah. bit. I think every year you look at Hopkins and they've got dudes with, like, the 15s. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the record is obviously BS, but, like, the fact that, you know, it, people discredit them as a team because of that. Oh, no, it's they're like, a very good It's like, first off, year. like, yeah. both teams play on the same field, you know, during yeah. a game. Uh, but, yeah, the offensive stats have their, their ups and downs. Um, we're going to move on to JUCO here because we want to give our JUCO guys some love, Juco mostly Bandits, mostly man. because some of these records of the national champs are <laughs> insane. These are all nuts. This is ridiculous. So we'll start off in D1. Uh, this is the, I think it's NJCAA, right? National Lake yeah, Junior yeah, College. NJ, yeah, NJCAA. Uh, the College of Central Florida went 56-7 and seven this year, and they took down uh, Wabash Valley 13-6. to six. Now, I want to talk about this. This event happened in Grand Junction, Colorado. The, if you bet the over on every game of this run, you'd be a millionaire because they won 12 nothing, 14 to 6, 12 to 9, 19 to 12, 14 to 12, and the national championship was 13 to 6. Every single game was in the double digits. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a thing with some of the Juco teams is they just have the biggest dude you've ever seen and they crush the ball. And also fifty six and seven, just playing a clean. What is that? Sixty three game. <laughs> nice quick math. <laughs> nice quick math. Yeah, clean sixty three game season. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, JUCO. I still feel like there's there's too much of like a negative connotation on JUCO. Like these guys. These dudes can. Ball. These have <laughs> these guys have Division one talent, and some of them either a didn't find the school they like, b needed to get their grades mm-hmm. up. You know, maybe they were like kind of raw talent, but weren't really like polished, and they needed to kind of like you know, clean it up oh, before yeah, they yeah. went to a higher level school. But I mean, there are JUCO teams that would crush D one teams. Oh my God. Yeah. It's if you're treat JUCO as like a lower thing, you have no idea what you're talking about. Also with this, like the Grand Junction, Colorado, they pack out that world. So like it's a sellout almost every really? game. Yeah, I, I don't think a, I've seen it before. The one dude, uh, Eric Sim went out and mm. it's like, I don't know, 10, maybe a couple thousand, I mean, not 10 K, but like, Upwards of um, above five thousand people like at every game. It's, did he like take BP on the field or anything? I think he just did stuff with like some of the teams, but like it's it looks like a really cool event. That's kind of one I want to go see at some yeah. point in my life. Oh, I mean, at the end of the day, all of this stuff is we need someone to be there. Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to Division Two JUCO. Enid Oklahoma was the host of a Heartland team that went fifty-seven and five. And oh. defeated Southern Southeastern Iowa in the national championship. I mean, fifty-seven and five is just 
absurd. Yeah, God bless these dudes. Man. <laughs> like the <laughs> amount of the amount of pitching you need to have that, like even on days where you're playing like non-conference games, like you know, just like the midweeks to full to uh you know fill out the schedule. Yeah. The about the ability to have that many people that can get get you wins is insane. I think that's also one of the th- like good things about going to a JUCO is like if you are like make it onto the team like you're going to have to play just because there's going to be a point where even if you're the worst player on the team there is no other option because you're in game 39 of 62. Yeah. <laughs> and you um, got to like figure something out. So we had some local representation uh Lackawanna which is, I think, like, northeastern PA. It's Grant area. Yeah, yeah. Juco. Uh, Vinny Proieto from Sun Valley, also an Aston Valley Knight, was on that team. They they lost to that Heartland team in the first round. Uh, apparently, that team ran the table. But yeah. uh, Lackawanna has a lot of guys from Delco and, like, the Delco area. So mm-hmm. we have Vinny Proieto, obviously. Uh, we have Dom Carafa from Marple. He also played for the Mudcats. Christian okay. Rush, I think, isn't from Delco, but he also played for he the was Mudcats. He yeah. Yeah, uh, and Nathan Russell's from St. Joe's Prep, but Drexel Hill native, so that's still Delco. Love that. Love PC, that. I mean, if you're from Delco and you play in the PCL, I feel like yeah. that counts. That's yeah, like you, no. two out of the three. I, you think, know. I think the birth town is really the one that oh, matters yeah. the most. Yeah, so who's more Delco? Someone that's from Delco that plays outward, like outward or someone not from Delco that goes to a Delco school? Well, what's a Del- like? What do you count as a Delco school? Like a college or a high school? High school, high school. Like if somebody was from Philly and played for like like Bonner or like Malvern uh, Prep, you know, like not Malvern, Haverford School, like EA, something like that. I'd have to give it to the person that's from Delco. Yeah, like I think so. I think that's like one of those you can you can do that and go out. But yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit harder to like come in. Yeah, but if you win like a title with Bonner or something, you know, like oh well, yeah, you win a title. Yeah, then, yeah. that's what we'll, I'm saying. We'll claim you. Then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a good debate. We could bring. We'll say that. Write, that, write that down. I like write that, that down. Uh, all right, Embrace D debate. D three, another local school, RCSJ. Rowan College of South Jersey. Uh, I think it's pronounced Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah. I always thought, when growing up, I thought it was like Gloucester or something because I'm an idiot. My one friend once said Gloucester. <laughs> Gloucester. <laughs> Just an insane. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they took down Dallas Eastfield in uh, Greenville, Tennessee. Uh, according to this, they ended the season on a 19-game winning streak, which has to be a pretty good feeling. They played St. Cloud Technical, Northern Essex, and then Dallas College Eastfield. Beat them twice in a row. You really got to, you know, establish your dominance. Yeah, yeah. That's really just showed them what's up. Yeah. Um, nah, they're like a pretty much a powerhouse team in the JUCO realm, especially yeah. for like the D3 stuff. They've been, I feel like they've been one of the best for years as well. Yeah, and I think we have a little bit on RCSJ Cumberland a little bit later on yeah, in the yeah, program. Uh, they've been training with our, our motive guys that we had on last week. Uh, I don't know who put this one in here, uh, but we got the club baseball national I champions. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, it's college baseball, uh, yeah, and yeah. it's, you know, plenty plenty of Delco guys uh, were, you know, involved in this. Uh, but it's true. Division One national championship, Penn State took down uh, the Cinderella story, University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, a team that the year before actually went 3-16. and 16. And they, I mean, they're a, they're a D three varsity baseball program, and they made it to regionals. And we're all like, you know, who the hell is UW Whitewater? But then they ran the table against Michigan, Notre Dame, and Michigan State, like three like legit, you know, big time programs. So they came in as the uh, as the eight seed, and then they, you know, they made it to the championship. Unfortunately, 
I felt bad because they were great dudes, yeah. uh, you know. But we, uh, you know, we took them down. It was six three in the championship game, and you know that team, uh, the our Penn State team that year was just unbelievable. You know, the ability to come back from a 2020, 2022 season where we pretty much had our entire team go down due to injuries. You know, I broke my ankle. We had pulled hammies. We had broken thumbs on hit by pitches. We had a, a pitcher that was a couple pitches away from like actually breaking his yeah. elbow. Uh, you know, for all the guys that came back to run it back, you know, to be able to not just go back and win a national championship, but to beat every team that beat us the year before. Mm-hmm. Like in the World Series, both of our losses were against Florida State and Cal Poly, and we beat both of them this year. We, we didn't knock Cal Poly out. We beat them, but we knocked Florida State out. So to be able to kind of just go through everyone and Virginia Tech, who we had like a you know a rivalry yeah. with, uh, was was just very satisfying. I think that would be the best uh, way to, a, best way to put it. It's a great run. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I was the only Delco guy on the team. We did have some other District One and District Twelve guys. Uh, Ian Tracy was my roommate from Westchester Henderson. Drew Kingsbury's uh, freshman stud from Phoenixville. I don't know why he's not playing at a higher level. He's a beast. And uh, Matt Fricker from Ruston, who actually knocked Strathaven out of the playoffs. Uh, in I think 2018 or 2019, yeah. I was I was there at that game. Obviously, I didn't know him yet, yeah. uh, but Justin Machida from LaSalle as well. So yeah, I mean the last thing I'll say about this is just playing club at Penn State was just an unbelievable experience. Culture, talent, leadership, you know, friendship off the field, uh, and that stuff translates to winning because once you get to the highest level and there's teams that are you know very similar talent wise, like that culture and chemistry can really um, you know really be the difference and. You know, it was just a lot of hard work, uh, a lot of on and off the field hard work mm-hmm. went into that. So that was that was pretty cool. And uh, at the time of this interview, the rings aren't here yet. Hopefully they will be. I think we're having one day. I think we're supposed to do something like ring presentation before like a series oh, that's pretty cool. in the spring. So uh, look forward to that. But yeah, it was it was in Alton, Illinois. Uh, and that's all. That's all I got. Nice. Great, great times. I see the uh, twenty-seven and three on here. It's not quite. 50, not, not not quite, quite fifty-seven. And five. Not quite fifty-seven and five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we lost a fall game where uh, I was still hurt, and a bunch of guys were either hurt or ineligible just because, yeah. like you know, we were taking only classes in the spring, and then we lost to Pitt, and we didn't lose again until the final four. It was a weird format. Florida State beat us, but then we beat them again to knock them out. It's kind of a dumb, dumb bracket. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on real quick. D2 Club National Championship. Ohio State won. <clears throat> Keeping it in the Big Ten. Ohio State won against Grand Canyon, who was trying to repeat. It was the same location. And, I mean, I'm thinking the Big Ten runs club baseball, even though we don't do conferences like that. Big Ten just got some ballers. So, yeah, I can say. Yeah, we didn't. We never. I never got to play Ohio State or Michigan while I was here, which I really wanted to do. Might not have had the quite the same luster as it would have uh, on the football field, but uh, it still would have been cool to be able to play them. Um, for D three, uh, this is not to make fun of D three club baseball, but it shouldn't exist. There's like like not many teams that are in it. But shout out to nice the shout out to the Milwaukee School of Engineering for their national championship. And Natty's a Natty. Yeah, it was in Butler, PA. Uh, it's like Pittsburgh area. And you know, hey, listen, they still got rings just like us, right? They beat Kent State in the finals. I just don't. I just don't think there's enough teams to, like yeah. for D three club baseball, but shout out the 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 miners I think was their name. I'm not positive. Milwaukee School of Engineering <laughs> seems like the miner could work. There. Yeah, all right. Let's see. We're or the find engineers. It could just be the engineers. You think it would be that simple? You never know. There's got to be like on the uh, on the Wikipedia. There's got to be like a mascot or something. The Raiders. That's lame. 
The Raiders. Yeah. That's something. Lame. All right. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now that we got the national championships out of the uh, out of the way, we're going to talk about how some Delco College teams did last year. Uh, and we got. I guess we got to kind of have to start off on a sad note here. That you know, Cabrini had a good year, but this is going to be the last year of their program, which sucks. Yeah, I guess we can probably start playing the sad music as we walk through this. It's a shame. Um, it really is, honestly. I will say the one reason I'm not upset about it is because I got a golden sombrero uh, at Cabrini my <laughs> freshman year. I struck out all four times. Uh, I think three of them were swinging too, which is bad. Oh man, that was the worst baseball day of my life. I was awful. I was like in the middle of a slump. Uh, and it was just not good. But, no, it, it sucks. Uh, they lost to Immaculata in the Atlantic East Tournament Championship. Pat Toll, stud. Haverford School was on that team. Uh, two Haverford High School guys, uh, Ryan Brown and Hunter Kreisa, were as well. Um, but it's just a shame. Like, I, I know that a lot of guys, you know, really liked that program. A lot of guys wanted to, you know, especially guys that just committed there, yeah. thought that was going to be their home. And, you know, there's nothing they can do about it, which is the hardest part. Getting yeah, that taken away from you is the hard part. It is a real shame. Also, another guy, Christian Strickland, also a Delco. He's Delco. That's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 I forget. He went to St. Andrews, St. Mary, something. St. Elizabeth. St. Elizabeth. Yeah, it's Del- it's in Delaware. Delaware yeah. Like, no, you're, I completely completely yeah. blanked on him as being a – see, that's the old debate, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, that's, no, that's still a shame, though. It sucks that – and we're kind of seeing that with like a couple other D three, like or at least smaller schools that they're starting to get bought up, and it's I don't know, it sucks. It sucks for the people that go there and like kind of put in all that time and effort just for like Villanova to buy your school. Or, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, we'll move on to Widener here. They were twenty two and twenty. They lost to Alvernia in the conference semis on a walk off. Uh, quick shout out to the boy Andrew Yates. Heck of a career, mm-hmm. Widener. Uh, that dude's a gamer. He's been slept on for so long. And he's just a pest in the Delco League for us. Oh what a God, beast. He yeah, he, he went yard against us. Uh, and he was someone, so he's obviously a Strathaven guy. Same position as me. I was a senior and he was a sophomore. And he got, like, called up, you know, like, after the JV season was done just to be, you know, like, on the bench and experience it and stuff. And, like, I will fully admit, I never thought he was going to be this, like, this good. I knew he was a good player. He was good in high school. But he just really committed the time and effort to get mm-hmm. better. And it showed. Yeah, And absolutely. I'm happy for him. And I uh, just... Prefer when he's not hitting baseballs against my team. I'll say that. Uh, all right, we got Newman. I don't really know much about Newman because there, there's really not many Delco guys that play there. For a school in Aston, they were 19-23. and 23. They lost to Cabrini in the Atlantic East Tournament. But Isaiah Payton from Episcopal was the only Delco player on the roster, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's, it is weird, like, considering they're just right there in Delco, but, yeah, you really don't hear anything about them. I feel like they always kind of have that same year of, like, 19 and 23, like, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, I mean, we never played them when I was at Brandywine. We didn't play Widener either, um, so I don't really know much about the program. I don't really know many people that played there. Uh, maybe we'll make it out to a game. Was I there? I was there for the, the Strathaven States game. Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, that yeah, was a new one, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to Swarthmore here. Same conference as Johns Hopkins, which is unfortunate. Uh, they were 20-18-1. They lost to Haverford in the conference tournament, who we'll talk about in a little bit. They they only had one guy from Delco on the team, and that was Evan Johnson, who went to Shipley, which I don't know if it's technically Delco. Bryn Mawr is, I think. Well, Shipley's in, like, right near Radnor. I think it's close enough. It's close yeah. enough, yeah. We'll yeah, he was on the squad last year. We got two freshmen on the team now, Brad Johnson from Episcopal, who uh, I was the one Episcopal game I was able to make this year. Had a big game in the playoffs. Nice. And Jaden Shukman, I think this is how it's pronounced, from the Haverford School as well. Uh, I will take it to the grave that Swarthmore 
has the best baseball, like, I want to say complex, but, like, aesthetically, the best baseball facilities oh, it's in, in Delco. I mean, my brother lived in those dorms that, that they built into the fence, yeah, yeah. and he would be able to just walk out on his deck, and he's on top of the left field fence. And it was so cool, and they were really good when he was there. I think they made the World Series at least once when they were there. Yeah, they had, they had a World Series. That though. field is so cool. I, I assume you guys didn't play them, right? No, we played them. At Swarthmore? Um, yeah, we so oh, really? we played them my sophomore and junior year. Um, my sophomore year, I think, it was the year they made the World Series. And then my junior year, the next year, we played them when they were ranked like fourth in the country. And I I mean, so I've been to that field multiple times. I actually didn't go then because I – I pitched the day before and had a test. And it was so. like, what's the point? Not yeah, a conference so game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that is, I think, like, even saying in Del- like best facilities in Delco might leave, like, shortchanging. Yeah. Them. Like, Southeast PA, at least. Yeah. I think, it's like, I think the nicest field in Delco is Episcopal. I mean, that's, like, major league quality yeah, stuff. Yeah, but, like, yeah. in terms of, like... You're putting everything out. In terms so. of the... I'm talking, like, environment. You know, yeah. you got the, um, the, the buildings out there and left, like, people out there. It's just a, such a cool... Field to be on, yeah, and that's uh, like fields that are like right on campus, or yeah, oh yeah, really yeah, because there's the soccer fields down there, yeah, and adds, just the you know the field so house. Um, all right, we'll stay in the Centennial Conference here. We will go with Haverford College. They were knocked out by Dickinson in the Centennial Conference tournament. They only had two Delco players on the roster. That was Johnny Fleeter and Mitchell Pagano. Johnny went to the Haverford School. Mitch went to uh, Episcopal. So from rivals to teammates, that's yeah. always an interesting development. Yeah, I feel like it's always still though. Sometimes it's like you guys kind of become like really good friends once you get to college. Like it's like oh, we've been playing against each other for a while and you know, stick you, together. Yeah, you have that background. Yeah. You kind of know each other. It's someone you know when you go into this new place. So yeah, uh, well, we have a very clear leader of what Delco team has the most, <laughs> um, or what what college team has the most Delco players this on is a it. Shocker, by the way. I think Penn State Brandywine. I want to say is this eleven. I think there might be 11 now. So they had Jimmy Carey from Springfield. Shout out Solomon Bayuk from Strathaven. Sean Webb from Bonner. Ryan Snyder from Sun Valley. Nick Wright from Sun Valley, Upper Darby Blue Sock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Govan from Marple and Dan Neary. So that was seven. And then they're, I think they're having more coming this year. They have a ton. Yeah. They have a ton. There's like there's a ton of – they probably have five or six freshmen that are yeah. coming in. It's there's an insane amount. They will be Division Three next season, yep. I believe. Uh, and they lost to Penn State York in the PSUAC tournament last year, which I think was in State College. I think it was supposed to be in State College my freshman year uh, when we were in it. But I think there was so much rain that they moved it to Du Bois because it was turf. Yeah, that I th- sounds right. I think that's what we did. Uh, and we lost to Du Bois. But, yeah, they uh, they got one, one more shot to win that PSUAC championship before they go. I think United East, right? With, yes, like, Burks United and Harrisburg East, yeah. and, and the other branch schools. Yeah. Uh, all right, so so the last school in Delco that we haven't talked about is Delaware County Community College, and I, I'm not exactly sure what's going on because they had no roster or schedule posted from last year. They had a lot of stuff from 2022, but they do have a schedule for 2024 up, but no roster. So that is a thing that I noticed when going through and doing a lot of the stuff for this episode. A lot of the JUCOs just – and I will write more about this, just don't have, like, rosters and schedules and stats. Which is messed up because those guys, you know, should be getting support to go go play in college. Like, it seems like they all have it set up for this year, but, like, historically, like, last year you just can't find it. Yeah. 
No, uh, absolutely. Shout out to my guy, Kareem Cunningham. I'm pretty sure he's either just got the job as the head coach or as an assistant coach there. Or I think the head coach follows our account. I'm blanking on his name, but uh, I don't think it's Kareem. I think uh, he might still was, be on the staff. Kareem was on the staff at one point, so if he's still there, shout out to you. Good yeah. luck this year. Yeah. All right, we're going to move into a different segment here. This is going to talk about fully about the teams with the most Delco guys on it. So as we mentioned with Brandywine, we got, a, I think, 11. So Jimmy Carey's still on here. Sean Webb. Caleb Marandino. I remember him from Pencrest. Yeah. Writing about him in articles. Ryan Snyder. Brandon Short from Carroll. Jaden Mitchell from Carroll. Sam Benvignati from Carroll. It's a Carroll takeover. Mike Govan's still here. Kenny White from Bonner. Ian Marin from Chichester, who I also remember, and Vernon Davis, yep. not the NFL tight end, but <laughs> Vernon Davis from Penwood. Was that That's 11. eleven? That's eleven. That's I don't even know how, I don't even know how big their roster is, but I mean eleven is with it's probably double anybody. Else I call on this it like list. a third of their roster, yeah. probably, which makes sense. I feel like that's like a big Delco school for people to yeah. get to. Yeah, so. there's there's a good amount when I was there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we said, they're going to need to build a roster up, like size wise, to beat D three. Oh, yeah. I mean, how big was yours? Like, uh, not even non dressed. Oh, I mean, we were well, we dressed everyone, but we were, I think, most years above forty. Yeah, in club we were twenty five. That yeah, was it, which so. which is fine. But yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, we got Westchester. So Westchester made the College World Series in twenty twenty two. They got knocked out by Millersville last year in regionals. Johnny DiMucci used to coach him. He played at Bonner. He's a catcher. He was named, I think, something all-region uh, very, very recently. Yeah. Joe Sperone from O'Hara pitched in the Delco League a little bit for the Colonials. Andrew Cantwell from Marple also pitched for the Colonials. Casey Vaughn, I believe, was also a Colonial. Yeah. So uh, he just, he just, he's a Juco bandit, too. Yeah, he was, uh, what, Cum- he was Cumberland, right? Yeah, he yeah. was, yeah. I used to play hockey with him, actually. No, That's I, how I met him, yeah. That's Springfield Hockey League. <laughs> Uh, Immaculata, so Upper Darby Blue Sock, Steve Tyson, Beast, Eric Molinero from Marple, uh, Steve's from Garner Valley, Steven D. Batista had a great year pitching last year, lefty pitcher yeah. from Bonner, Matt Rolls from Ridley, I think was also a colonial, <laughs> along with Eric Molinero and uh, Johnny Fitz, Upper Darby Blue Sock. So what do you what can you say about Steve and Johnny? I mean, so Steve's been a starter there for a while and just has I think he's excelled. Every year he's been out there, as he has in Delco. So we'll get into players to watch, but like it's no secret he is one of them. And then Johnny, um, I guess redshirted last year at uh, Westchester, transferred this winter, um, but he's got legit stuff. So he'll, he'll he'll fit in perfectly on that staff. Portal's hot. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean Immaculata. So I live. I mean, I'm not going to give away my full whereabouts, but I live like a 30-second drive from Maculata. You're just going to get docs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm not that hard to find. Uh, if you come over, you can meet my dog, Buster. He's very friendly. Uh, no, but Maculata is right around the corner, and I'm pretty sure last year they hosted the Atlantic East Tournament. I guess you just, if you're the one seed, I think you just host the whole tournament. Yeah, some, some conferences. So that. If, if that gets hosted at Immaculata and, like, you know, a lot of other teams that, you know, we have guys on will be there, that would be fun to do something from that. Uh, another Delco League, you know, masterpiece, this team, Dickinson. Cole Peichel, Strathaven guy, Grayson Walker, uh, Haverford School, Dylan Pesencheck, French Central, and Will Ferris from the Haverford School. I know all four of these guys have played Delco League. Grayson was on our Upper Darby team. Yep. Cole's on Wayne. Um 
Sanchez was on the Drexel Hill Ducks this year. <laughs> that dude talks for 99% of the really? game. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's mostly funny, but sometimes it's just like, dude, yeah. shut up. Him and Mike Anderson, oh, they never shut up, and it's hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and who else am I? And Will Ferris, I think, was on the Colonials for a little bit. Uh, Dickinson last year was in the Centennial playoffs, and I think Cole had a 15-strikeout shutout, I'm yep. pretty sure. Yeah, on FNM. That's nine innings, too, yeah. because playoffs and, or any Centennial game. I think is nine innings. I think they only do nine. Yeah, I think so. But uh, Centennial Games, man. I want, I want to get out to one of them, 100%. too. Yeah. There'll be, some, there'll be some good ones. All right, so we talked about Penn State Club Baseball earlier a little bit, obviously. But there are, uh, I want to say, I think we got six guys here from Delco on this team, which I think is second behind... Um, Second behind Brandon Wine. Yeah. So we got Owen Mathis, the youngest of the Mathis trifecta. He is a Marple guy. Drew Lamonicus from Conestoga. Uh, Pat Mannix and Austin Marks are both Radner guys. We also have Justin Brennan from Marple made the squad this year. And Greg Adams from Garnet Valley. And, you know, it's, it's definitely had its ups and downs in, in terms of Delco guys on the club. Will Park was Episcopal. Merrick Delonzo was, was Lower Marion. It sucked that I was the only one to, uh, to uh, be there this most recent year. But, you know, I'll, I'll keep selling my pitch to any high school guys who don't have the, either the offers they want or just want to go to a bigger school or whatever to go there. But both of these teams have legit chances to, uh, to make, some, make some noise because the D1 team brought back you know, six of the lineup and one of the best pitchers, you know, in the, in the region last year, Brady Palmer. And then they got, you know, the experience from last year. But, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. And, and, like, I, I tweeted it out uh, earlier today. I said something like, you know, I really hope they can bring it home so I can say I was a part of a dynasty. Like, if they win, like, three in the next, you know, yeah, or, like, two yeah. in the next three years, like, get three in a couple of years, like, I'd be like, hey, like, they did most of the work, but I was still there for, for a lot of it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a Philadelphia area team. We got St. Joe's. We got Max Hitman from Carroll, Tim Dickinson from Malvern Prep, uh, Drexel Hill Duck. Uh, Luke Zimmerman from Marple. He was a Wayne guy in the Delco League. We also had Don Pacone from Garnet Valley, and we had Paul Kogel from Bonner. So that's a team that's going to play some other Delco guys. And also, there's really not too much college baseball left in Philly. No, no. outside of LaSalle's gone. I don't think Drexel has a team. No. Temple Temple doesn't have a team. Um, Obviously, Villanova and Penn. We love our Penn guys. Yeah. Shout out the regional Right, regional team last year. Well, so it was just Nova, Penn, and St. Joe's left, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this is uh, a St. Joe's team that last year, I'm pretty sure they went in and took a game from Duke, I think, in that series. Yeah, I think so. I'm they, had a, sure. they had a pretty good, they had a really good run last year. Yeah. Uh, anybody who ever wants to call me old for playing college baseball at 23, Luke Zimmerman is still in college, <laughs> who was one year younger than me. So uh, I yeah. guess he must be doing, like, grad school there. And uh, he's... You know, one of the better two-way guys in the area. So hopefully, he still gets to keep doing, doing both of those. Uh, as an, as the resident D three guy, you want to tell us about Misericordia here? Oh yeah, this is. I mean, again, like one of the better teams in D three baseball. Uh, finally, kind of adding a couple Delco guys here. I think all these guys are freshmen, right? So we got Brian Henry from Bonner, Josh Lewis from Sun Valley. Uh, he's a Aston Valley Knight. Yes, he was. And Drew Van Horn, Wayne guy, and uh, also from Garnet Valley. Um, yeah, they're going to have a good team, and we're going to have a couple more guys coming next year. Yeah, yeah. who else we have committed? We had Jake McDonough from Strathaven, uh, who, of course, we had on the show, and then we also had um, who just, Will Tamar from Haverford. Yep. So they went yep. from zero to five, uh, and, you know, 
I just I, I would like to eventually make it to any college World Series, but does the D three one rotate every couple of years? Because I think it was in uh, Iowa when Swarthmore went. It it's not every couple of years. It's probably I I don't know. I think they just kind of like the the venue stops wanting to host it, so yeah. they go somewhere else. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Some some teams do like you know like contracts and stuff yeah, uh, yeah, to yeah. decide. Obviously, D one is in Omaha every year. Feel like D two is usually at like like the USA Baseball Complex yeah, like or Carrie. something. I think it's Cedar yeah. Rapids, Iowa for D three. Yeah, no, that sounds right. Uh, we also have our Rhode Island guys. So Eric Genther and Mike Anderson have both uh, yeah. came on the show before. They came on when it was still a Zoom show. Uh, Eric was, I think, during his one of his summer leagues. He he came on the show. And Mike was after one of his, like, huge – because he started red hot last year. Yeah. He hit, like, four home runs in his first couple of games. And uh, we also have Ethan Mahan, a Wayne guy from Haverford. Didn't pitch too much because uh, he was still recovering from uh, his – you know, he's having arm issues, and I think he's back to normal now. But, you know, when he can bring it, man, he can pump it. Oh, yeah. Does. I saw a couple of videos of him throwing uh, – actually, I think this week, and he looks good. I think it was this he week. looks real good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he also, <laughs> I don't think he's going to hit at the D1 level, but he actually hit pretty well for Wayne right. when he was, uh, you know, early in the season before everybody kind of, like, filtered in. We love a two-way. Yeah, Shohei Otani of uh, <laughs> the Rhode Island area. All right, we talked about the teams that have Delco guys. We're just going to now kind of transition to individual players, okay. guys that we think are due for big years. Uh, so I will start first with Alden Mathis. We talked about Owen Mathis a little bit with Penn State. Alden is now playing in the ACC. He transferred to Clemson after a uh, after a great career at Richmond. Had a big 2022. He hit 344 with 10 home runs. He ended up getting drafted by the Orioles. Decided he wanted to finish out his time at Richmond. Uh, he didn't have quite the same like gaudy numbers he had in 2023. But I mean, I think teams were kind of just starting to realize like don't pitch to him. Yeah, that's, the talent's obvious there, and I think like when you end up going to a place like Clemson, like. There's, you're no joke. Like, yeah, I mean, they were what top five last year. They hosted a regional. I think they lost to Tennessee, but they yeah, they, they hosted were, a they regional. They were a very good team last yeah. year. Yeah, um, ACC road trip absolutely in the works. <laughs> but I'm excited to see him. Uh, you know, I don't know obviously what their depth chart looks like. You know, whatever. Yeah. But I obviously early in the season, everybody gets their shot mm-hmm. to to prove themselves. So we'll we'll be keeping an eye on him. Uh, we talked a little bit about Mike Anderson already. He was an A10 All Rookie Team. He was second team all A10 just entirely. Uh, had 10 home runs as a freshman. You got to think, man, sky's the limit. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. He was also a freshman All American, so one of the best in D1 baseball in general. He's, yeah, he's going to be a fun one to watch, I think, like, especially as his career progresses. And we talked a little bit about, like, transfer portal and NIL. Like, he's a guy where, I don't know, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's like, good to speculate this or not, but if he keeps the pace. I think a big name is going to come. Oh, absolutely, soon. absolutely, and that's not like wrong to you know to bring nah, it up. It's just yeah. the reality of the uh, game yeah. now. Uh, he also has had some pitching appearances, so he, I mean, he was Bonner's guy, you know, mm-hmm. during that season. So him and Kevin Henrich just were a crazy, you know, top of the rotation combo. And and I really knew him more as a pitcher than hitter, just because like I wasn't really covering like the game and stuff yet. Uh, and I saw him in the Delco League. I'm like, this dude's kind of chucking, but it yeah. seems like. You know, at the end of the day, as a freshman, like you'll take any playing time you can get, and it's what the team needs. Like, if they didn't need arms right now, they didn't need arms, but they might again someday, right? Yeah. Like, there's plenty of uh, plenty of options, but I'm I'm excited to see that Rhode Island team. Absolutely. 
All right, we talked about Eric Genther a little bit. He started all 52 games, which is impressive. Seven home runs, hit 288. Very athletic guy. Ball just shoots off of his bat. Oh, yeah. uh, good dude. Uh, and, you know, the A-10's got some some uh, some talent here because we talked about Dom and, and Luke Zimmerman as well. Uh, as our resident pitching guy, have you ever seen Dom before? I have seen him a couple times, actually, just doing – when he was on, like, I guess I used – when I would work tournaments for All-Star – he would be pitching in a couple, and he was, you could tell, like, pretty legit. And it's funny because he's not that big. Yeah, he, I think there was one time where some of my friends were still playing for Ridley, and they played Dom in a playoff game, and he just mowed them oh, down. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, they had no prayer, and he shut them out. And I'm like, all right, this guy, he's he's got the it factor. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like a gamer. So, uh no, he was legit, like, conference guy for them last year, was an all-A-10 guy. Oh, I think, I don't know if he was their number one, but I, th- I think he was out. He would start in the, was, in the weekend, absolutely. Yeah, he was a weekend starter for yeah. them, which is, if you're listening to this and not familiar with college baseball, your three weekend starters, or sometimes in, like, the case of D2-4, those are your best four pitchers. Usually. They only pitch conference games. Yeah. They pitch, it's usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sometimes it's two Saturday, depending on yeah. lights. Honestly, the SEC's been doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. as well. But, you know, that's, like, usually how that operates. Uh, let's move on to my favorite baseball family in Delaware County. It's the Mutz family. Brady just transferred from Monmouth to Delaware. He is the best catcher I've ever been on the field with at the same time, I think. His arm, man, he has a cannon. I, I know he just had an arm injury, so I hope he's able to kind of get back to where he was. But it, running on him was just pointless. Yeah, no, that was – I haven't seen him as much as you have, but – Dude, he was a good catcher. Yeah, yeah. I think he played for Wayne for a little bit. Uh, he was a sophomore when I was a senior, so I only got to see him for a little bit. Even back then, man, like his senior year was obviously, yeah. you know, uh, the best he was in high school. But like his sophomore year, I'm like, this guy's got these guys. Yeah. This guy's yeah. got it. Uh, and Luke Mutz, and unfortunately, Luke also had a bad shoulder injury. I think he either tore his labrum or rotator cuff. Missed our whole summer for Wayne. He's got one year left at Nova, and he just tore it up at at Swarthmore when he was there. And I think that he's going to have a bounce back year and, and make a name for himself because he is – it's hard to find a five-tool middle infielder, yeah. but he's got it. He doesn't hit for as much power, but when you play second base, like anything you can you can add is, you know, yeah, that's, it's going to be he, worth it. He could put a barrel on anything. And before the injury, he was starting either somewhere in the infield for them. So I think it's second, yeah. Hopefully he can kind of come back and reclaim that spot. Well, Jack O'Reilly, Episcopal alum, yeah. uh, also had a big 2023 season for Villanova. He started 50 games. He hit 303. Uh, will definitely be one of Nova's best players. I believe he started at Notre Dame. Yep. Because I remember in the Delco League, he had the, have the, the gold <laughs> helmet. Yeah. It was, uh, was it the COVID summer? You could summer? not miss that thing. Yeah. It was like, I think it was a COVID yeah. summer. Man, the league was so good oh that year. Oh, somehow my best year. I don't know how. <laughs> like against, you know, better competition. But that was the, the dudes in that league. We could do a draft, just like the best players, and it was ridiculous. Uh, another Delcoli guy. We got Josh Hankins, Upper Darby Blue Sock. He is transferring from Cobbin State to Gonzaga. A little far from home. Going across the country. What, somewhere in Washington? Yeah, I, I don't know where it is. I think it's Spokane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, D1 opportunity is a D1 opportunity. Uh he started at Coppin State. He was, I think, all-conference or, like, rookie of the year maybe. Yeah, he was, and, he um, was really good there. 
Yeah, I like your note here. We'll be featured in many Delco <laughs> baseball after darks. So yeah. Oh, come home from the bar at midnight. What's going on? Washington versus Gonzaga. Like, you know, 10 p.m. start out yeah. there. Uh, who else is after dark? Uh, Justin Rubin transferred to Pepperdine. Yes, yes, he'll be. You ever see that field before? Yeah, the, is that the one that's right on the uh, around the ocean? Yeah, that's one of those, like, if you have a bunch of schools that you know, around the same caliber, giving you an offer, you go to that one because it's awesome out there. It's a thing of beauty. Oh, man. I don't, I don't, don't need an excuse to go out there, no, but that, that, that place looks awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, so we talked a little Westchester. We had Johnny DiMucci. Yeah, I mean, led the team in batting average, 923 OPS. Uh, a very athletic catcher. He stole 17 bases. Really? Yeah. That's a, and what, 46 games? Like That's an impressive. Oh, <laughs> yeah, JT Real Muto type <laughs> stuff here. Uh Joe Sperone, I think, was their their first starter last year, maybe second. He was one of their top guys. He was, yeah. he was again like a weekend guy. Seven and four, uh, four ERA. Shouted his his mom, big supporter of Delco baseball now on Let's Facebook. Go. She cracks me up. Uh, she she's been supporting us since the beginning. So shout out Mrs. Sperone. But uh, yeah, Westchester Andrew Cantwell on that squad mm-hmm. as well. But uh, uh, so you wrote Joey Petinelli from Kutztown. I, I played with him for the Colonials very briefly, but he had a big year last year. Yeah, I mean he so he started thirty seven to forty games at shortstop sophomore so, on a team that um, when I'm going in and looking at this I didn't know but they had had a thirteen win improvement from twenty twenty two to twenty three wow so on a team that improved a lot he was a starting shortstop um, the numbers hit like two fifty five which you know playing good defense that works but it's like, a sophomore that's great yeah, yeah he was a key part the of a P-Sack. team that got a lot better and one of the best D two conferences mm-hmm. in the nation absolutely. Uh, we got Mike Valente here. He's Cal UPA. He played for Wayne. He was a Strathaven guy as well. And, man, he got that velo up. He was another guy where for a while he was just always kind of small and lanky, you know, and then he he shot up and then he filled out. And, I mean, he hit 91 uh, somewhere this summer. I forget where it was, some facility. But he was big for us for Wayne. He was our number three guy because we had Cam Mathis and, and then Luke Zim, and then he would pitch after that. Usually, um, but I'm excited. I mean, he was a freshman last year. He's got a chance to, you know, take a big step. I don't obviously know much about Cal U in terms of their pitching yeah, no, that's, rotation, but, you know. I mean, it seems like he got a couple you – know, he got 15 relief appearances last year and did pretty well, so. I think he should get a chance to yeah, start, you know. It seemed like he, you know, Velo jumped over the summer. He's over, in, over 90, hopefully consistently now. I think you could see a pretty good year out of him. We'll see what he does if he is out of the bullpen or starting again, but or out of the bullpen again or starting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, all right, so you wrote this last one down here from D2. Uh, I don't know much about him. What do you got? <laughs> I know. So this was just a, when we were thinking of teams to look through. Chestnut Hill kind of came up. I've And granted, I guess he kind of probably played in high school a little before we started doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I had not heard of him before, but Marlon Rose from Chestnut Hill, he appeared in 23 games for them as a reliever through 52 innings uh, with a 4-1 ERA, so one of their best guys. From without, Lower, Lower Marion, From right? Lower Marion, yeah. yeah. Without starting a game, he went 6-5, and five, which is... Chaotic. Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's just, yeah, a lot of wins, a lot of losses for not a lot of yeah, appearances. Like, so he, he's a difference maker. You either want the game over or you want the game yeah, over, like you know, when you, when you put him in. They're throwing this dude into some serious <laughs> situations. Also, check the uh, profile picture of him. Sick mustache. Sick? So, oh, sick I need mustache. to look this up oh, real yeah. quick. I'll 
I'm going to make a note to myself on editing. Find a picture of Marlon Rose's mustache on here. Oh, I'm telling you. Wow, that's clean. fierce. It's cool. Little goat action going yeah, on the bottom dude. here, but but yeah. I, yeah. I don't think I recognize him. No, I, I generally had never heard the name and saw the numbers. I was like, dude. Maybe just, maybe just never played Delco League. Yeah, that, probably. That would probably be my guess. He's yeah. out there killing it, though, so shout out to him. All right, for our first Division Three player here, I'm going to let you talk about him because oh. he's an Elizabethtown Blue Jay. I am. Proud, proud to put this name out here. Quinn Perilli um, had just one of the best freshman seasons I think you could ask for. Um, was all-region rookie of the year. So that is not only the conference, like pretty much every around every school in this area. All-region third team, landmark conference, rookie of the year, uh, first team. He hit 383 with 11 home runs, 51 RBIs. Like, he was just doing something insane. 11 home runs as a freshman is crazy. Yeah, dude. And, like, and at E-Town's field and the fields they play at, there's not, like, they're no joke. Like, you yeah. you got to get one to get it out. Oh, and yeah. D3, D3 fields, you know, there's some. Yeah, they don't mess around. But no. he had just a huge year. And it's going to be, I mean, he's going to take over as, I guess, the leader of an offense that lost a lot of guys. Um, but he's, he's going to be a dude to watch for the next couple of years. As, as an Elizabethtown alum, really excited so to see him. You said here that he had some pitching appearances? He had like five, yeah. He wow. threw a little bit. He, it was, he pitched a little bit in the Delco League. I remember like – I don't remember. I just yeah, he I don't think closed he did Yeah, he closed a game against us where I forget what it – it was when Everly was coaching and like they had like two guys that couldn't get out and he had to come in <laughs> and finish it. That's they were pretty cool. hard though. I don't, I don't know what else he yeah. does besides a fastball, but he was pretty hard. Uh, all right, another guy who I was surprised to see still in college, Isaiah Winokur, uh from Johns Hopkins. Uh, he started 34 games in the outfield. He hit 344 with nine homers before, unfortunately, an injury uh, cut his season short. He had to miss the you know, back end of that playoff run uh, as the other D3 guy. So they're number one in the, in the polls right now. Yep. I was talking about it before on camera. I think that if you won the national championship, you should still be the number one until you, until you lose it. Even if you lost some guys like – Take it from take it from them on the field, you know. I, I, I just, I think with the rankings, you got to be a little realistic. Where like, I don't, I don't know what Lynchburg gained or lost, but if you lose a lot of guys, like it's you're just not going to be as yeah. good of a team. But like, I, I'm more of like a just wait a week. Like if they yeah, if they yeah, you yeah. know stink it up and you're like, all right, I'll take that's them. a good point. Uh, but yeah, no team always always a threat to make mm-hmm. a deep run. Uh, Cole mm-hmm. Pike on Dickinson. Became one of their main starters in 2023. He had a 3.5 ERA, 6-2 record. Like we mentioned, the 15 strikeout, complete game shutout. And, you know, he's going to be one of their their Friday, Saturday, Sunday guys. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Grayson Walker, too. Yeah. Upper, Upper Darby yeah. Blue Sox. What do you have about him on here? Uh, I was saying that this could be like a potential Delco one-two puncher. Because uh, he, he got a lot, of, a lot of appearances, a lot of starts last year. And really impressive out of him. Um, he struck out 72 dudes in 53 innings. Basically. That'll play. Is, I think as a sophomore. Yeah. I think him and Cole were both sophomores. Yeah, so they, so they still got two more opportunities left. Might, might have two years of some solid Delco pitching out of Dickinson. Yeah. Dylan Pesenchek, another Dickinson guy. Played for the Ducks this summer. He hit, what we got here, 293 yeah. in, uh, in 41 games. But his defense, yeah, 81 yeah. putouts to one error is going to play, uh, especially when you're a young guy in college, to, to stay on the field. But like we said, high-energy high guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's like a really good thing to have out your center fielder. I mean, he started 41 games. I think that was all the games they played this year. So, 
uh, you know, I think you can't really ask for much more out of your out of your guy in center. And he, he'll be a dude that I think they they had in the beginning of the year had him in the top of the lineup, um, kind of dropped down and moved around a little bit. But I think you can expect to see him back up towards the top this year. Steve Tyson started 32 games. He hit 372 for Immaculata. Uh, will be a big bat for them, and I believe they won their first ever conference title last year. Second, I think they back I think to, it's, do I they think go back, back to back? back. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think back to back. Because uh, I remember talking to Steve recently about like winning the first one. Yeah, and I think uh, he came on twice. Yeah, he came. Well, he came on the show to talk about okay. it as well, and uh, you know. We've talked about how he's like, yeah, you know, I had offers to play at higher levels, but I wanted to come somewhere and play right away, and it feels like he's been a key part of their lineup for so long now. Yeah, no, I mean, he's been a guy that I think he's been getting time since he was a freshman. That's why he um, went there, yeah. Very deservedly so. He's just an incredible player. So it's, I think this is a senior year. Um, it ha- I think it has to be at this point. It's got to be yeah. unless. And I think he was a 2020 grad in high school, so 21, 22, 23, okay, 24. Okay, so if he yeah. wants to use a grad year, he can, but yeah. – as this will be your senior year, like uh, it's going to be another big yeah. one for him. Steven D. Batista, one of the best arms for Immaculata last year. The Bonner alum had a 2.28 ERA in 67 innings. Got time as a starter and a reliever. And in the playoffs, that is very valuable because our ace for our club team had two saves in the World Series after not relieving all year. Yeah, I mean, I, having guys that can do both is just huge, especially like when you get further on in tournaments, be it um, the conference tournament, regionals. You, know, you lose a f- you lose that first or second game, you're going to have a game four or something where you're going to need to go to a guy who may not be your main starter. And we have a dude that's like, had, was lights out, basically, and is very capable of starting. That's a huge weapon to have. Absolutely. Uh, Christian Strickland stayed on board for Cabrini's last dance. He will be there for the last season. He'll be the starting catcher again. He could catch every game in the season if you needed him to. I, He's he may insane. have last year, too. He, he does that he, for the Blue Sox. Uh, he yeah. was a Delco League MVP yes, this sir. last summer. Congrats, uh, Christian. He had a 360 average for Cabrini last year, but I still don't really get the whole stretch thing he does before he hits. Has he ever explained it? No. I, you know, I've honestly never just asked them because he usually hits pretty well. So I'm yeah. like, you know, it's one of those, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't, yeah, don't, the, don't fix the it. Yeah, the first day I ever saw him, I went to Kerr. I wasn't even in the Delco League yet. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to watch uh, Drew Robinson pitch. And I saw this kid go into the box and do this like weird, <laughs> weird backstretch. And then he went yard on the first pitch. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? What is I'm this like, God, that guy's cool. Like- yeah, I'm like, I wish I was him. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I guess if you're a senior, like you might as well just go down with the ship, right? Like yeah. play with Cabrini and, and it's not like you're losing any years going forward. Like obviously kids transferred, but yeah. And that's what I was, uh, I'm pretty good friends with one of their assistant coaches who was saying that they're basically for the guys who like, obviously there's the seniors that come back and you know, this is it, like whatever. Um, but other guys are basically just telling them to use it as a Juco year and either get these stats out there and just go transfer. It, it somewhere makes else. sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, all right, let's go to a mode of training guy. Will let's Kelly go. from Ursinus Springfield colonial, the Delco league. Played all 40 games. Uh, he started in 37 of them. Hit 305, and he's just the definition of a pest Oh yeah, in dude. the box, man. I hate playing against he's, him. I'll admit it, and he knows it too. Uh, I, he probably is hitting like 750 off me. He's It's bad. But it's because, like, he, no offense, he might not look at he's He can move. Dude, he's fast. He's quick, and he can hit anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly he hit 305. Loves the lay bunt down. Yep, yep. I know Trainer gets pissed when he does it, and it doesn't work. Um but yeah, uh, we got another Ursinus guy along with him. We got Casey Murphy. He's a Lower Marion guy. 
He went six and three as a starter. Uh, he was second team All Centennial last year for Ursinus, and he was a Narberth, uh, I think, a Narberth outsider, right? That's what they're called. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the new the team. Narberth outsiders. Yeah, okay. I used to play against him in Legion uh, for a while. Uh, who's this next guy here? I actually don't know who All this right, is. So let me he honest. was uh, that What's was his? again just kind of scrolling through rosters. Yeah. Uh, Shane Rebane from Radnor uh, was. Yeah, saw it. Went to go see what his stats were, and pretty good. He was an All Centennial honorable mention guy, which is no joke. I mean, that's I think the way that works. Probably one of the top six to nine relievers in the country. Yeah, not the country, the conference. Yeah, another another Centennial guy from different team, Franklin and Marshall. You yeah, know? yeah. Lots, I mean, lot of Centennial representation. Here. One point seven five ERA in seventeen appearances. Will will uh, will get you on this list any day? Absolutely. Uh, all right, we got another. Upper Darby Blue Sox, who was at a school that I did not realize he was at. Yeah, so this was um, – he had told me this in the summer. So this is Max Anastasio. Um, great hair. Yeah. Great also hair. terrible hair. But, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Either it's uh, – what's the word for that? Uh, polarizing. Yes. Oh, polarizing. that's a great word. That's a great um, word. But, yeah, so he, had a, he was at Oberlin in Ohio. Um, had a few solid years, and he was telling me in the summer he was transferring to Baldwin Wallace, who is – they were um, – Speaking of preseason rankings, they're number three. Uh, they were a Final Four team last year. You know, Max is a very good hitter, and I think he's going to go there and try and break into a team. And if he does, that's another Delco guy that I think has a really good shot at bringing him a national championship. Where is Baldwin Wallace? Also in Ohio. Oh, okay. Don't ask me where in Ohio, but it is in Ohio. That's uh, that's all we needed to know. <laughs> that's all we needed to know. Uh, all right, so this, this is a really cool one because these guys grew up together. They've known each other since they were kids. Sammy Berman and Roman Tazi have teamed up at Catholic. <laughs> Sammy started at Hofstra. Roman started at um, Barton yep. in, in North Carolina. And they both decided to go the D3 route to Catholic, and they get to play together now, which is really cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really cool like, added in there. There they're came as a package deal, I guess. Uh, I, I honestly feel like like they were going to go to the same place regardless. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's probably, That's got to be like such a good time to do with that, like, or to do that with like one of your best friends. So got three years left. Yeah, you know, maybe four. Gonna live it up there. But that was uh, neither guy got a ton of time. That's why they're here. They yeah. are. You know, we've seen them a bunch in the Delco League. They're they're pretty much veterans. Of that we league. we would not have won that championship in twenty twenty one if yeah. Sammy Berman didn't exist. Yeah. Sammy Berman came up biggest of bat of his life, and if he got out, we would have been down two zero with Chris Murphy on the mound. <laughs> uh, but he had a ground rule double to tie the game, and Super walked it off. Mm-hmm just ice and then we played roman and aston valley in the finals but yeah no i mean i i think what, what conference are they yours are they yeah, landmark, Catholic they is are a, landmark? It's okay a big, big elizabethtown rival so like i'll so root for them all but three games do you know if that game is at elizabethtown so that's i mean we'll, is that one of the series to watch the series oh, spoiler on, alert yeah, yeah spoiler but that's there's it got so the landmark added new teams so they went from seven to nine. Okay. So they now have certain conference series are split throughout the year. Etown ah, Catholic is okay. split throughout the so Who they do play, they add? Um, Lycoming and Wilkes. Penn State Wilkes? Or, oh, just, just Wilkes. Wilkes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just Wilkes. Let's see. So off the top of my head, there's Susky. There's Elizabethtown. I think Scranton, Scranton. is in that, right? Yeah. Uh, then we have, we said Wilkes and Lycoming yep. were the other ones that we have. Catholic. Catholic. So I don't think you're going to get the last three. Is Marywood? No. All right, what do you got? Moravian. I probably wouldn't guess that. They're, uh, Drew. They're in North Jersey. I, we played them before, I think. And then there's one out by Penn State. Keystone? No. Uh, Juniata. Juniata. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's like middle of nowhere. PA. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking Absolutely. speaking of Keystone, you got an Upper Darby Blue Sox for us. Yes, sir. We got Darren Hagen transferring to Keystone. Um, another guy who's you know went from uh, I guess he went from Coppin State as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, transferred into a really good D three program. Another like national powerhouse. Um, they're regional, super regional. Um, I don't think I've seen them make a World Series run in a while, but I think it's been they win bad. their conference every yeah, single year. They win the conference every. It's year. the one with the sales, right? Uh, no, 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 that's no. Misericordia. No, the, no, they're United East. They're with Wilson. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah with but like, that's the one Brandywine's going into. Yes. Yeah. I believe so. But yeah, they win it every year. He's another guy where if he can break into that lineup, uh, we got another Delco guy on a premier D3 yep. team. Uh, Juco, we talked about Vinny Proieto a little bit, uh, but we, we didn't talk about Jimmy DiCarlo, who's a Delco League guy on the Black Sox. He goes to RCSJ Cumberland, yep. Juco Bandit. Yes, sir. You can just, like, he was... A guy, he was like 16 on that Blue Sox championship team. Yeah, he barely yeah. played, but you see him like really putting in the work and filling it out. And he had a great summer. Oh yeah, was, you can tell like he's he can swing it a lot. And they're, they're both going into their final year of JUCO, so um, you know we'll see. Like hopefully they break it in the lineup a little bit, um, and also you know kind of going on from there, we'll see where they end up next year. Yeah, I talked to Vinny at uh, Ascent the one day yeah, we, we were yeah. there hitting with. Uh, with him and Kevin McGonagall and a bunch of the NGIT guys that were there. And he was basically like, yeah, like I have absolutely no idea where I'm going to go, but I know that it's going to be somewhere. So I just need to, <laughs> you know, focus on having a good year. I'm like, Love hey, that. wish you the best, you know. He's a pest on the base pass. Too. He just looks so Italian when he plays baseball. <laughs> he's got the button down, the chain out, the long hair. And he's like, how you doing? You know, like he cracks me up. He would be fun to have on the oh, show. Yeah, he would be inter- that's a Delco League interview yeah, right absolutely. there. Uh, him and Everly would be must see TV. <laughs> uh, you added Brandywine uh, guys, right? Yes, yes, we got some Brandywine guys. I mean, we mentioned how many there, uh, how many they have. Uh, three that I think really got a lot of playing time last year, and we'll see again this year. Uh, Sean Webb, Brian Snyder, and Michael Govan. I think Govan, Govan, yeah. Um, that was Sean hit three ninety six in forty games. Uh, Ryan hit 320 in 38 games and had 17, 17 innings on the mound, so we'll see him a lot. And then uh, Michael Govan was – he led the team in relief appearances with 11, so we'll probably see him again. Uh, big big arm out of the bullpen there. Those Carroll guys are good. Yeah, so I, I think yeah. getting him – Sam Benvignati was at Chestnut Hill. I know that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's and, a big pickup for them. Too. I think it was Chestnut Hill, yeah. Uh, all right, so sorry if that was a little repetitive. We kind of just wanted to give the individual guys uh, their love here. But this is something, this was Ben's idea here. Great segment idea. These are big series to watch out for. Yeah, so this is, um, now if you're ever looking again in college baseball, like these are some really good ones we got from D1 down to D3. Um, most of these you should be able to watch in some shape or form. But I guess, I don't know, we can start off. You want to start it? Or? Yeah, Clemson and South Carolina. So Clemson hosted a regional last year. I don't think South Carolina did, but I think they were very close. They didn't win their region. No, no. They didn't. Okay, I meant they didn't host a super regional because they didn't win. No. I think they, I I think they got so. knocked out in theirs. But, you know, we're going to get to see an early look at Alden Mathis against a top SEC team, uh, and it's a big in-state rivalry as yeah. well. So, you know, that will probably be, at that point in the year, probably his first game against, like, a powerhouse, I would think. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I'll pull up the schedule here, but, like, I feel like, they kind of early in the season, like, yeah, they usually, usually schedule yeah, good teams, those bigger teams. You, know? you kind of start off with a little bit of a lighter, and then th- this is like, I think, their first, big yeah, series. like they play Xavier, Kennesaw State, and South Carolina is their third yeah. series, so, yeah. so that's that's March 1st to the 3rd, yeah, that will probably it's gonna be still cold down, eh, eh, warmer, yeah, 
They'll probably be on some kind of ESPN as well, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah. You also got Clemson and Wake Forest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wake Forest was, the, I guess, the third-place team in the country last year. Where they got Chase Burns from Tennessee to transfer mm-hmm. there. So, I don't know. We'll see. They lost Rhett Louder, though. Yeah, that would be a – I mean, lost a first-round pitcher, probably replaced it with a first-round pitcher. And that's going to be – that's like May 10th through 12th, which is – the end of the season. That'll be right before the ACC yeah, tournament. Yeah, so that's yeah. going to be like a really big. Uh, I would imagine that's going to be a huge conference series between the two of them. Yeah, another early March series. Rhode Island's playing Texas A and M, so this will be you know getting to see our guys Mike Anderson and Eric Genther against the best of the best. Texas A and M was in the World Series, I believe, two years ago, not last year. Two years ago, yeah, they were in it, and uh, you know, I, like like you wrote on here, the smaller schools going to visit the big teams. I know Penn took the. I think they took the series from. Texas A&M last year yeah, in 2022, I think, not this most recent year, they uh, they went down there and, and shocked the world. And, you know, like the teams that are going down south, the smaller schools, they got nothing to lose. No, Like no. they're going in there realistically to win one game. Yeah, that's know? like those series can get a little chippy sometimes. Like that's you, you got those teams in there with nothing to lose and there's – They'll show you how little they have yeah, to lose. Like, so sometimes they get blown out. Sometimes there's, like, legit drama. And when there's drama, it's fun. All right, we got an all-Atlantic 10 matchup here. We got St. Joe's at Rhode Island. This is going to be the most Delco D1 players on the field at the same time. Yeah, That's 100%. Without a doubt. We'll have, what, eight? I mean, it, on rosters, yes, in terms of on the field, who knows. But, yeah, I mean, de- well, depending on the time. Like, Don Pacone's going to pitch if he's healthy. Luke yeah. Zimmerman will probably pitch if he's healthy. You know, yeah. Eric and Mike will be starting for Rhode Island if they're healthy. So, yeah. uh, it's a shame that one's not in Philly. Yeah, that would have been a really good one to go out and see. Um, Let's get St. Joe's to host the A-10 tournament. Yeah, that, that would be, be nice. a, I think they have, like, a location they go to. Do they? Oh, I think so. I think a lot of the D1 conferences I don't have know, a location. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. D1, they probably would. Hey, maybe it's a Rhode Island road trip. There's not really anything up there. But no. <laughs> we stop in Connecticut for pizza. Yeah. 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 Wait, uh, yeah, no, you have to. You have to it's it's north. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's good enough. Yeah, we're not, we're not the smartest guys <laughs> in the world. Uh, we got a Big East matchup. We got Villanova taking on UConn. That'll be Luke and, uh, and Jack going to a, a perennial best team in the Big East. Yep. And you know, hopefully trying to do some damage there. But obviously, like, Nova hasn't exactly lived up to, you know, their their standards over the past couple of years. So uh, I would just like to see our guys healthy and, and uh, yeah, playing 100%. well. Yeah, That's Nova's baseball is a little bit of a far cry from the basketball. And it's the only D1 Delco baseball school. Yeah, that's so, what I support them. We got a couple guys, so we're rooting for them. I think UConn's a team that competes for, again, like regionals, super regionals. So I think that's kind of one of the better – I don't know. I think that's their one chance to kind of go out and shock the world. Yeah. And you know what? I think they will. Yeah. They also play St. Joe's in the Philly matchup uh, April 30th and May 14th. Uh, obviously, it's not conference, so it doesn't matter for anything more than Philadelphia bragging rights. But we got to get into the PSAC here because we, we've talked about how it's one of the best Division II conferences in the nation, really for all sports, but, mm-hmm. but baseball specifically. And we got Westchester versus Kutztown. That's an early, early conference yeah. series yeah, in, that's in their, early March. So that's their first one, the yep. March 8th and 9th. That's the first conference series for both teams. In Westchester. Yeah, so that's Saturday, good. Saturday, that was the For anyone that's looking to make a day of it, Saturday in Westchester, we'll, we'll, Saturday afternoon. We'll make a baseball. tent. We'll make a tent. Some yeah. merchandise and, and hot dogs yeah, or go. something. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah, we'll be there. Uh, but the real the real series that I'm looking forward to is Westchester and Millersville because last year they met in regionals, so that meant that they played probably 
I mean, how many times? Regular season, the probably the PSAC tournament, and then the regional, like, you know. Yeah, the, that's going to be the big you, and For teams that already hate each other, mm-hmm. like, that's only going to make it worse. And with that being the last series, a conference series of the year, there's a legit chance that that's for the PSAC East Championship, and that one seed, the bye, like... Do they? Do you host the tournament in that one? No. Uh, they used to go out to, like, Johnstown. Um, I, I don't mm. know what they do now, but I'm pretty sure they still go out there. All right, we're dropping down to Division Three. We got Widener versus Shenandoah, and the main reason this is on here is because they play February 10th in Virginia. <laughs> Why are they playing that early, bro? It's going to be so cold. You know what? I, I don't even... We don't need to ask why. They are. That's probably the first real Delco baseball game we're going to see all year. So I don't even know when this episode is going to be out. Like, it might not even be out until after this game. I think we got to get it out before this. So. Yeah, but, like, that's also, like, the only game in February. Yeah, no, it's February 10th is early, but you know what? Like, I love it, man. We, it's play in January. Like, they must have turf. They have to. Uh, no, they don't. Trend really? They not have turf. They're just the grass. Turf. Yeah. Tart, maybe. Uh, all right, D3 guy, let's add some more here. All right, so... Uh, April 13th, we have Dickinson versus Hopkins, a home doubleheader. So it's at Dickinson. Um, this will be Isaiah Winokur, one of the be- or one of the best teams in the country. Pro- at, at that point, probably still, um, they're going to get the face off against Colin uh, Grayson, most likely. Yeah, yeah, a little Delco trio there. I like that. They also take on Ursinus on April 20th, another game with a lot of Delco talent. Uh, you said doubleheader at Ursinus, yep. which is good because for our pitchers, we don't want these games at Hopkins Field. No, no, <laughs> we got to. Oh, well, so that one's Dickinson and Ursinus, so they wouldn't be playing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. that's true, that's true. Ursinus Ur- Ur- is, is a pretty big field. Yeah, uh, yeah. First career home run, not a big deal, was was at Ursinus. Well, first college home run. Was the field that I should big say. Then, No, no, nah, it's the furthest ball I've all ever hit. I stand by that. Uh, all right, we got Johns Hopkins taking on Baldwin-Wallace uh, February 24th. That'll be a rare February game in Northeast along with the Widener and Shenandoah game. Preseason number one versus preseason number three with, as you mentioned, a couple Delco guys on both sides. Yeah, and I think for both teams, this is going to be their second game of the year. So in terms of early season matchups, like across any division, it really does. Like you don't see number one and number three square off in the second game of the year in any level. So this is, I mean, this is huge. You can't sleepwalk through that the beginning of your season here. Yeah, no, you're not going to be, you know, playing a bunch of crappy teams to like ease your way into it. Like you're getting right after it. And that's one of the the cool things about D3 is the way the bids work. You, if you want, if you're one of these teams playing the better conferences like Hopkins and the Centennial or Baldwin Wallace, I, I forget what their conference is, but there's a lot of legit teams out there. You need to be scheduling very strong out of conference, and you need to be winning out of conference to have a chance, if you don't win your conference, to get an at-large bid. Yeah, because there's so many bids that are taken by conference winners that yeah, you, not, you need to have that resume that's looking the, good. There's so many conferences that you have, instead of a few conference winners and then like 30 more bids as you have in like a D1, you have yeah. a couple. Uh, we got some good Catholic series here. Catholic takes on Hopkins on, um, excuse me, on March 27th. Catholic takes on Elizabethtown March 19th, April 2nd, and April 16th. That's kind of weird. It's spread out three games like that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what I was talking about with the, just the new conference schedules. Um, yeah, it's it's a new one. I think it's going to be a new challenge because they're all weekday games. So, you know, we talked about having your conference starters. 
now you got to think a little bit about, like, how you want to work your pitching. Like, do you need a guy? Because, I mean, Catholic and Elizabethtown are probably going to be two of the best teams in the Landmark Conference. Now you got to think about, like, do you want to save a guy for that game? Are you going to throw a midweek starter? Um, but that, that's going to be a really interesting, like, pl- seeing how that plays out over the year. Do you think that they're going to miss just, like, having a series? Like, playing a team, like, three straight games? Like, I don't know. I kind of like playing series, Yeah, no. You know? I mean, the series are it's great. Weird. I think it's, like... For it being a new thing, I think it'll be kind of cool. But, like, yeah, I, I would prefer a series yeah. over it getting split up. Um, I just feel like it's the best way to tell who's the best team. Like, you yeah. know, in a, in a hypothetical scenario, Catholic could throw the same guy all three games, right? And that just doesn't feel like, you know, like Catholic could throw the same pitcher on March 19th, April 2nd, and April 16th, yeah. right? Like, it just, I don't know, it doesn't have the same feel to it. It's, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be a really good test of depth, I think. Just because you are coming off of, and you're either I don't know what days exactly these are. I know the dates, um, but you're either going to be coming off or going into another conference series. So yeah. you're going to need to have guys fresh. Uh, this could potentially be the final games in Cabrini baseball history, depending on how their season goes in terms of playoffs. But they take on Immaculata. Uh, there will be two different games: uh, May third at Cabrini, May fourth at Immaculata, and you know if it is. The final games for the program, I feel like it would be fitting to be against Immaculata, mm-hmm. you know, just because, yeah. like, that's always been the rivalry there. Uh, I hope they make the playoffs. You know, I hope I we too. can get as many I Delco too, guys yeah. in there. That's, I think, like, that final conference series being against them is real. Pre- I mean, because having kind of, like, known guys on both teams, like, that's a pretty big rivalry. And that's, uh, it's going to be a really, I think, just a really fun series. Yeah. Another potential one to go to. All right, we got some JUCO matchups to end up. We got uh, Rowan College of South Jersey, Cumberland. They're taking on their rivals, Gloucester, who is the defending national champs. Now, I don't believe Gloucester has any Delco guys, but RCSJ do Cumberland does. Yep, RCSJ Cumberland has at least a couple. Um, they half their team doesn't have um, like places of birth. On the roster, yeah, yeah I look, try to look at it. I know Jimmy DeCarlo is there. I think yeah. Gavin Severa, the Ridley guy, yeah, is still there. there. Um, I'm sure there's more that we don't know about, but uh, it's you know the battle of South Jersey, mm-hmm. I guess. It's a big one. Yeah, they'll also take on Camden County on May 3rd and May 4th. You put a note here. There probably are Delco guys on there, but we don't know because they don't have a roster. Yep. Yep. Another one of the like. Jucos, please just get a roster out. It's there's your players would appreciate. There's it, people I'm that sure. want to talk about your players yeah. and can't because we don't know who's on the team right now. Yeah, Penn State on Penn State. Uh, Penn State Brandywine will take on Penn State Burks March 27th, and that will be a a look getting you know Brandywine will get a look at a future conference opponent. Uh, the game won't have as much stakes this year, but they'll kind of get to see where they stack up. Yeah, and that's uh, I think that's going to be for Brandywine. Probably like the biggest test of like how is this going to go next year. Um, I, th- I think seeing the Penn State Berks team that's going to be in their conference that typically does well in their conference. Um, that's that's going to be a good test for them. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we we are looking forward to a great year of college baseball. Uh, you know, obviously on this program, uh, you know, high school really takes precedent just because that's like more of our audience. It's more people care about the communities. And, you know, there's so many, you know, alumni that stay invested. And there's so many reasons that high school has really been the main focus for us. But, you know, 
as we continue to build the staff up, we would like to be able to get out to more college games. But uh, you know, right now it's we're writing articles every weeknight for mm-hmm. for high school, and sometimes you got to just like decompress a little. But I'm sure we'll make it out to some of these, take a couple trips, you know, 100%. catch up with our guys. And I don't know who who do you think is most likely to get their World Series appearance? So. I mean, obviously, I think the easy one's the club guys. Yeah. Um, but if we take that out, like, if we take that out and leave it as like, so the club guys are even Lackawanna again with Vinny. If we go out, if we take that out and go like NCAA, um, I, I'd have to go. I think still probably Isaiah or Max. Yeah. In the D three, I think I go Westchester. Yeah. I feel like Westchester. It's, it's whoever is better between Westchester and Millersville. Yeah. Always seems that, to that find is kind of you got yeah. out of that region. You're going to have. Probably, yeah, one of those guys that you're yeah. going to have to beat. And I will, I'll will. i put this on the record right now. If Clemson goes to the College World Series, we will be there. Absolutely. No matter yeah, what. Yeah, no matter what. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Delco Baseball. Now make sure to follow us on all socials, uh, just at Delco Baseball. Make sure to um, subscribe on YouTube and like this video. Shout out producer Rob for uh, taking care of us as sure. always. Uh, Looking forward to a great season. We'll have updates throughout the way, and we will see you next time.